0: What's that pitching staff, guys? Oh gosh, it's so. Hey, hug you, man. Hug
1: you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you for joining us for another edition of Fantasy Impact today. Tonight we are coming at you live from our studios uh, spread out all around the globe. This is Fantasy Impact Today, or we like to call ourselves FIT, FIT Sports, the FIT Podcast. Uh, it, it, fellas, I, I was thinking about that when I was thinking of our acronym for our name. Uh, how how physically fit do you think you are? I know this coronavirus probably has limited our fitness regimens, right? Uh, but but how physically fit do you think you are? I'm about as fit as Job the Hut.
1: Uh uh, I will say I'm I'm a little bit more fit now than I was about two months ago. Oh, you had that surgery? Yeah, I had the surgery uh, on my uh, appendix, and uh, you know, being on some liquids for a few days, <laughs> lost a little bit of weight. So I'm a little bit I'm a little more fit. Plus, you know, being at home with six boys, being outside a lot, I mean, we have our own little area here. We can get out and play. So. I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm still I'm still a little chubby, but I'm a little bit more fit than I was. Only two sixty instead of two eighty something.
0: Now Tim, whenever he says that, it makes it sound like they're all his boys, and I appreciate him taking you know ownership and and uh, caring for him and loving for those boys like he is. But Bobby, you are a boy when you say when you say boys. You're a, you're a foster parent. Is that how you phrase yourself?
1: Uh, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. The easiest way to put it. I'm a foster to six kids, six uh, boys, and I've got one that we're trying to find a laws of adoption for. Now, now the number six can fluctuate though, right? I mean, it can go up or down. Yes, I mean it can be as high as eight. Uh, usually, sometimes it can go a little bit higher, but it has to be a really good house to add more kids to eight
2: (laughs) and he does have one that is legally his
1: yes right right uh we're in that
0: same boat ourselves we we fostered for a long time we ended up adopting one of them and that one has been a handful so we have just kind of put a hiatus on some of those things you know plan on my my oldest daughter said i wish we fostered still so we, we may see where that leads us uh, a lot of times around here it seems like the kids get get what they want more so than anything else but
1: i <laughs> i love fostering it's a, it was always a fun ride yeah you can definitely get hit and miss on fostering even if it's a kind of a, a i'll say a bad fit for the lack of a better term you know it's still a, a loving, uh, wonderful ride.
0: Yeah. A lot of people have said over the years, I just don't know that I could foster, you know, I, I don't know. Cause when you, if you got to give the kids back, it's just going to, it's just going to break my heart. It's just going to break my heart to have those kids go back to their parents. Yeah. And, and I think of the situation the kids are in and the turmoil that they've lived in, in their life. As they come into your home, I think about how many times those little hearts have been broken. And me, I've got a, I've got an old calloused heart, right? I've been through a lot of stuff in my life or whatever. I'm 48 years old, so uh, I think about how, how calloused my heart is. And and if I can't help bring some joy and love into that little child's heart while they're here at my house for just a little while, because I'm worried that I'm going to have my heart broken, and if I can't stand to have my heart broke just a little bit to bring some love into that child's life, I I, I don't know what kind of man I am then. Hey, but I was thinking, okay, so, so enough of that. Uh, I was thinking about how fit we are physically. How many how many push-ups do you guys think, I'm going to say you guys are both in the 30 range, somewhere in there, 30-ish, Do you have to do in order to be classified as physically fit? 21 is the answer. Can you guys do 21 push-ups?
1: Yeah, I think and I can knock 21 out.
0: I'm not talking about in a day, Bobby. I'm talking about you know all at one time. <laughs> I
1: think I can do that. All right,
0: well, that's a challenge. I, I only have to do 16.
1: And, and uh, 21 is for, for how old?
0: Uh, I think it was like 30, 30, 35, 38 years old, somewhere in that neighborhood.
1: All right, I'm a little above that, so I might be able to knock two off that number. Okay, yeah. It, it I'm it right to at go 40. Down,
0: it seemed to go down five for every increment There's uh, every 10 years or so. Okay. So, uh, But mine only says 16. There, there, like two years ago, I was on a quest to do 100 push-ups in a row. And, and I was, I was, I was like, okay, I, I got this. And I did it, uh, not a, a little bit of training in there, a little bit of training and I did it. And then I quit doing it. Cause I was like, okay, that was, that was something I could say I did, but I, th- that was fun to do. But here's a challenging one for me. Sit-ups for me, a 48 year old man, I should be able to do 35 sit-ups. And I suppose this is like in a, I don't know how long, a minute or something or without dying, I guess. I don't know that I could do 35 sit-ups. You guys are supposed to do 40. If you're in that 30-ish range, you're supposed to do 40.
2: Man, let me tell you guys, I did this 30-minute workout with my wife. One of those, you know, pop in the DVD and do a workout or whatever. I did one with my wife because I was like, I need to do something. Yeah. And, man, it kicked my butt. I mean, I was so, I was sore for days afterward. I couldn't do, I, I, getting out of bed was like torture. I mean, my lower back hurt, my, my rib, the muscles around my ribs hurt. I mean, everything hurt.
1: Uh, to make you feel a little bit better, my wife has been trying to do some walking and stuff and she has one of the, one of the old walking DVDs and she got it. And put it in with one of the boy, oh, a couple of the boys actually. While I was holding the baby, and they were just like, "This is just walking." And they're like, yeah. And I was like, "Okay, well, I think we can do that. It'll be all right." And they, after it was about 20, 25 minutes of you know, pretty much non-stop walking, the walking in place, changing motions, changing rhythms, or whatever. They were they they were huffing and puffing. They were like, "What? What was that That's hard." <laughs> You know, back in my younger days, I was a little bit—I'd uh, want to say more
0: physically fit. I had gone to the library to get some—you know—who knows what what kind of book I went—I went and got from the library, and I—I I, I stopped by the video section, and they had. Do you guys remember Ty Bo? Do you remember Taibo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, so, you know the little kickboxing thing. And I said, "Oh yeah, okay, let's go." I think his name is Billy Blanks or something like that. And and I I brought it home. It a VCR tape, so I popped it in the old VCR, right? And and I got to going. And I got to go, and I'm like, yeah, all right, look at this. Punching people, I'm, I'm punching the imaginary guys, I'm kicking this and I'm kicking that. After about 15 minutes, I walked, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this fun, I'll build up to it, you know, I'll build, I'll, I'll knock this out sooner or later. But I walked away, went in the kitchen, made me a sandwich. I came back, and they were still going. On the same, they were still going, right? And so I adopted kind of like a Nancy Reagan theory of just say no to Ty Bo. That's what I said, just say no. <laughs> To Taibo, because that thing was terrible. <laughs> so I, I looked this up too. Do you know how much running you have to be able to do in order to be called physically fit? I, I don't know that answer. All I know is i got to beat you guys to the buffet. That's how fast i got to run, is beat you guys to the buffet is <laughs> all I know.
2: It depends on which buffet you're talking about.
0: We don't have time to rank buffets tonight. <laughs> well, just to say if it's a
1: Chinese buffet, you better run fast. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to break down the division. Uh I guess we're doing the AL Central tonight. Uh, you know, with the, with the Royals and the Tigers, the Indians, the White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. We're going to break those guys down tonight. And as we do that, we just want to know if we have some crazy thoughts or if we have something that we're just completely wrong about, please let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at FI today with a little underscore there, Fantasy Impact today, FI today, or you can get in touch with us email Fantasy Impact today at yahoo.com. So, fellas, when we when we talk about the AL Central, I always put these divisional races in order of who I think is going to finish where, all right? The first team I put in here, who I think will finish last, are the Kansas City Royals. I don't know how well and how how much you've gone over their lineup. I know as I looked at their lineup, I went, "Oh, there's a couple of good people on here. The offense isn't too bad." I kind of like this, and and I think the bats are a little bit underrated for a fantasy aspect of things. I think they can make a lot of impacts in our fantasy leagues. But I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to warn you right now. I said the same thing about the Baltimore Orioles whenever I looked at that that lineup for the AL East. I, I talked myself into Orioles being the Cinderella team in the East in a shortened season on one of our past podcasts. What did you guys think of these bats here for Kansas
1: City? I think they do have some uh, some solid bats. Nothing that's really going to stand out, like you know, cover every base kind of player. You know, there are two that'll fill a, a few stats. You got one that'll fill the stolen base stats, but other than that, you're kind of your uh, your backup, your bench players, the guys you want to stash just in case.
2: I mean, they got two guys that. Help you out on stolen on stolen bases with uh, Mondesi and Merrifield, and Merrifield will get you pretty high batting average, a lot of runs and RBIs. So is going to be that power guy if you need home runs. Really outside of that, I'm not too fond of anybody else.
0: I know when we looked at Mondesi, I had him last year, and and I won't say I got lucky with that pick or anything like that, but he really did do well last year for me. In in the short time that I had him, because after he got injured, it, it just didn't seem the same anymore. But when you look at him, I, I sure do wish that his contact rate went went above seventy, but it just doesn't. It's down in the sixty eight area, and he had a very high BABIP of three fifty seven. And there's regression coming for Mondesi, uh this year, is what I believe. Now you got those guys like the Whit Merrifields, who's just gonna he's gonna hit three hundred right every single year. That's what he's gonna do. Uh, I'm not too sure. About Salvador, was it Salvador Perez, their catcher? Yeah, coming back from injury. It was a shoulder injury that he had last year, and we've talked about this on the show before. Where it seems like it takes a season for somebody to recover from a shoulder injury. uh, For a batter's, from a batter standpoint, they just don't seem to have the same power or the same pop in their bat like they did uh, before the
1: injury. I, I think I'd agree. I think some track records, like you said. Last year with uh, Miguel Andujar from New York, same kind of thing. Shoulder injury, struggled uh, right out of the bat, uh, needed a lot more time. Now, the break might be a good thing for him, or the
0: delayed season beginning might be a good break for Perez. I'm going to tell you, there's one kid to keep your eye on. He's probably going to slip through the draft, and he's going to be out there as a free agent. He's second base and shortstop eligible, and shortstop is a very deep position this year, but everybody's always looking for stolen bases. Nicky Lopez, in just a short little, little time frame that he was up in the major leagues last year, he didn't, he didn't bat that well in our normal statistics, only 240, 20, uh, two home runs, that kind of thing, one stolen base. But that kid makes a lot of good contact. He draws a lot of way, walks. I believe he's going to be on base a lot as this top of the order comes back up because I think they have him projected as batting ninth in this lineup. And, and mm-hmm. that kid's going to get on base. And when he gets on base, he's going to steal. That's the things that he did in the minor leagues. He was always got on base and he stole. So if you're going to need some steal help and you think you need a little sleeper help there or something, maybe Nicky Lopez might be somebody to look at. Biggest drawback there, of course, is batting ninth in any lineup. You're not going to get as many chances. One of the main reasons I put them here in last place in this division was that pitching staff, guys.
2: Oh, Whew. gosh. It's <laughs> So bad.
0: I, I don't even I I don't even know who's going to be a great starter a good
1: starter who's their number one's Brad Keller's their number one starter, yeah Brad Keller's definitely their quote unquote ace of the staff.
2: That's they, really sad when if you can definitively say that Brad Keller is their number one. Um,
1: yeah. now I, I'm not as low on on the staff as y'all are. There's there's a lot of youth in this in this staff. I mean, Keller is 24. He's still got some growing to do. He could definitely be a 12, 14 game winner this year. He might lose 10, 12, 14 games as well. But there, there is some, some growth to be had. Projected to, to win 10 and lose 10 by some, some fantasy, some other fantasy uh, projections out there. With uh, ERA around four to four and a half, whip. Between 1.3 to 1.4, so it's not great, but you know some some projections have him as high as uh, 14 wins, so I mean, you could have a little bit of a surprise there.
0: I think I think the only pitcher I see on here that I'd even want for fantasy relevance in my team is Ian Kennedy. He seems to be really solid coming out of the bullpen. He was given that closer role at the end of last year. Got several saves at the end of last year for a team that didn't win that often. Pretty much impressed me last season. Got a great home run to fly ball ratio. So I, I, I think Ian Kennedy is pretty solid, and he's probably their biggest trade asset for this team. I don't know. I, I, if if I wanted anybody from that pitching staff, it'd be their closer, Ian Kennedy.
2: And you do have him, so. Oh, well, hey, good news. Good news. <laughs> That's good news.
0: That is the terrible part about this season fantasy baseball wise is is you just don't look at your lineup enough to even know who you have on your team. Usually I have a revolving door on my team so that's why I can't keep up with it.
1: This year it's just because I I, I you don't even look at it. I you just don't look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you one name to look out for for Kansas City this year could be take the fifth starter position away from Jorge Lopez just in, if he's if he struggles could be uh Jackson Kowar a uh, young rookie out of Florida. Good pitcher, solid numbers, solid pedigree. He could be a, a star for them in the coming years. Him and Bobby Witt Junior, of course. So good dynasty grabs
0: possibly there if you're into the dynasty baseball. All right, so let's move on. Let's let's move on from the Royals. I, I then picked the Tigers. It was it was a toss up. I flipped the coin. Tigers or Royals for last place, but <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: thought... <laughs> good. Um, yeah. I think I think the consensus projected standings has them basically tied for the last, well, overall tied for next to last with Baltimore Orioles, of course, being the, the worst team in baseball.
0: Well, for me, what it was when I looked at them and I diagnosed both teams or dissected both teams, I was like, okay, one team's got good hitters. Kansas City, I think, has got better hitters than Tigers, but then I think the Tigers got a better pitching staff than Kansas City. And, and so I was thinking, why don't we just do away with both teams? And, and you know, make a Kansas City Tiger team, make an all-star squad, and have them take on the rest of the Central, all right? Because we might be able to formidably put a team together to be able to put a little scare in the Indians on a day when the rest of their uh, outfield is, is completely sick and they don't have anybody else to start. So I, I just thought that that'd be a good idea, just to just to put both of them squads together. Why not? It's a shortened yeah. season anyway. Who cares? Let's yeah. do whatever we want to.
1: They'll cut down on travel. <laughs> we
0: will cut down on travel. <laughs> Hey, the the Tigers though, they got a bunch of two fifty to two eighty hitters. Pitching staff is okay. Not great, not good, just just, you know, kinda okay. But the, the hitters, man, I I was looking at this and I was thinking, who did I wa- who do I want on my team? I is there any any look none of look, this is coming from our we got what, a twenty five, twenty eight t- uh man roster on our on our teams. Is that right? Something like that. Every single Detroit Tiger bat. Is a free agent. Nobody has any Detroit Tigers on their team in our in our ten team league.
1: The only one I would even think about grabbing at some point in time would be C J. Crone
0: Okay, that's valid.
1: Hit some home runs, but but mm-hmm. even going to that ballpark, he's not
0: going to hit any home runs. I don't, I don't know. You can't. I just amazed me whenever I saw that out of all the players in our league, not one of us have got a, a Detroit <laughs> Tiger on our team. That says a lot. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm don't. i not impressed by any of those guys. Of course, you always root for Miguel Cabrera to be able to catch lightning in a bottle for a week or something like that. But he just can't make fantasy impact. Now, there's there's one guy, Cameron Maben. Uh I think the Yankees loved him last year. And when he came up for a little while before he got hurt, man, he, he made a big splash on the fantasy world last season for just a brief time with the Yankees. Uh, can we look at him to have any kind of impact this year?
2: Yeah, if he stays healthy, he he's a speedy guy. If he gets on base. He's always, you know, uh, has the ability to just get some bases.
1: I I would agree. I mean, if I mean, it's a bad team. He's gonna have playing time if he's healthy. He's gonna be batting lead off. So there's at least a little bit of fancy potential there for him to to have.
0: All right, so then when we we flip it over, we get done talking about their terrible bats. Uh, when we look at their pitching staff, Matthew Boyd is one of those names that pops off at me real quick. Now, we do have a couple of pitchers taken from their team in our league, and he had, I i, I didn't believe, uh, he had 238 strikeouts in 185 innings pitched last season. That's a, that's a good ratio.
1: Yeah, I think he's a, a very underrated pitcher. He does tend to get into some... Uh, some trouble from time to time with his uh, repertoire. I think he either arm angle or something gets a little lazy, and he gets tore up. I and mean, he can he can be having a great first five innings, and just six innings fall apart. He, his his fly ball ratio is like at a forty
0: point three or something yeah. like that. That that is that is crazy high for me. It's a, his home run to fly ball ratio is in the twenties. I didn't realize he gave up that many fly balls. And I just wonder if it's a strategy in that ballpark because hitters hate that ballpark. Hitters hate Detroit's ballpark. Castellanos talked about that whenever he was traded. That he's finally going to go to a, a ballpark where there's he can hit something, you know. So I I think that maybe maybe it's a strategy to let people just try and hit it real hard and it just doesn't fly out of that park.
1: Looking at their rotation, um, I'm surprised there's one name that's not on it that they picked up over the off season. And that's Zach Godley. Zach Godley was a a fairly good strikeout pitcher, fairly good pitcher overall for, for Arizona. And there, I mean, there's a few names on here with Daniel Norris and Spencer Turnbull. Godley could be a better four or five starter than, than those two, especially like we said in that ballpark.
0: Definitely. I, I like my all-star idea. I think that we could just do that and, be done with it. All right. So now let's move on to the Cleveland Indians. All right. Now finally some exciting baseball talk. Finally we get, we're out of the Kansas <laughs> City's. We're out of the Detroit, and we move on to the Indians. The the these last three teams, the Indians, the Twins, and the White Sox. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Chicago guy, uh, more of a Cub fan than a White Sox fan, but you know I I I I'd like the White Sox. So, maybe I was thinking a little bit too hard with my heart whenever I went back and looked at these teams. I was like, man, the White Sox got a chance. The White Sox got a chance, man, this year. And, you know, I talked them up a little bit last season. But when you look at this Indians lineup, it definitely, those first four or five batters, they put a little fear in you a little bit in their projected lineup with Lindor, Mercado, Mercado Santana, Reyes, and, and Ramirez. I think that those five are a pretty solid five. But then you got Luplo, Cesar Hernandez, who Tim absolutely loves, Roberto <laughs> Roberto <laughs> Perez, and Delano DeShields as their projected starters, according to MLB.com. I don't—that I don't, I, kind of loses me right around there. And to be honest, you know, like the Jose Ramirez, I, I, we got to see a little bit more from him. Fran Mel Reyes strikes out an awfully lot. But, you know, these guys could all, in a shortened season especially— Catch on fire and do a lot of damage. Especially
2: if you got De Shields in the ninth spot. I mean I'm surprised that De Shields is a in the ninth spot with, with how well he's able to steal uh, steal bases. I mean he had twenty four stolen bases last year. I mean you have a guy that can steal that stole twenty four bases and he's in your ninth spot.
0: I think it's good. about the I think it's about the two hundred batting average more than anything else. They're <laughs> trying to they're trying to limit how often he's able to get uh, at bats. In there now, there is one guy, Domingo Santana, who they don't have listed on that uh, starting outfield position. And he, isn't he the guy from Seattle last season that that I got I traded to you, Tim, at some point? Domingo Santana finished the season with yeah. like twenty one home runs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be in yeah. that lineup somewhere. Yeah, he, I, I've seen a couple of different lineups, and what some of them have them listed, some of them don't. So he could be a a platoon candidate. Sure. Uh, I could worked. see
0: Luplow or DeShields, both of them, taking days off there, just depending on the matchups, of course. All right. But, I mean, we got Lindor solid, but he wants out of there. Jose Ramirez is the guy who kind of fascinates me a little bit. He's got He's got really good contact rate, but his, his, he was just tremendously unlucky last season is what it appears to me. And so maybe he can have a bounce-back year. There's a lot of 80% contact rates in this lineup. The only one I see that jumps out at me that has a prominent position, of course, is Fran Mil Reyes, but then he's got that elite home run to fly ball rate of 33%, so it doesn't matter. When he touches it, it's gone. He's got 256 ISO, so that's what he's, that's what he's going for, and that's what they want him to go for. Mm-hmm. This, team, this team is going to get on base a lot, and when I look at those names, the Lindors, the Ramirez, the Mercadas... The the like you said Tim the Deshields and even the Cesar Hernandez I think this team is going to run I think this team is going to try and just run all day long and and generate a lot of runs that way.
1: There there could be a little bit of that mixed in I don't I, I don't see a, a lot of running I could see Lindor and Ramirez get, uh, getting in the green light I don't know about the bottom of the order Terry Francona I don't know how he how he necessarily goes about giving green light every now and then uh, with the with the those two in the top three landora and and Ramirez being uh, you know elite stolen base guys I mean I could see them getting thirty apiece, no problem yeah it depends on how long
0: the season is of course, right but I know what you mean in a regular season I could see that so I, I good mix of veterans, good mix of young guys and that pitching staff. That pitching staff is aces, solid, up and down, the up and down, right?
1: Uh, uh, Crasco on any given day can be a yeah, well, uh, a no hitter <laughs> or ten runs given up, but yeah, yeah they they have a, a staff full of of aces, and you know unreal. they got
0: some they got some down yonder. Down in the down in the minor leagues, they're just ready to pull up because they just they got those guys all day long. It seems like if one guy gets hurt or one guy gets injured, all of a sudden here's a sack, please act to to say hello to you know just just anybody like that or Shane Bieber like a couple of years ago they just they just bring up those guys. That great development uh, for down in the minor leagues for the yes. Cleveland Indians.
1: Yeah, Tristan McKenzie is going to be a, a guy they can rely on in the future. Logan Allen is another guy. I don't know if. Allen or McKenzie are left-handed or right-handed. They need a left-hander because every single one of those five guys in the rotation right now are righties. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm making notes for my uh, my dynasty team. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: these
2: young, keep an eye on these young guys.
0: Uh, now, uh, now, Bobby, I appreciate you holding on to one of those starting pitchers for me uh, this year. Uh, Savali, you have him on your staff and we both we we got kind of an under the table agreement don't we that you're going to trade him to me at some point or drop
1: him and i'll pick him up he won't be dropped you can you can you can try to trade for him i already have
0: i already have
1: yeah you've tried i just making trade
2: offers and the season hasn't even started
0: Uh, yeah, those guys are, are going to be solid. That, that's going to be a good team. And like I said, I kind of was trying to flip a coin here with these things, but I didn't have a three-headed coin, so I'm not sure we're going to get all of our opinions at the end of who who's going to win this division. Hey, let me pull out some articles from my Twitter bag, all right? I think that's what the young kids are calling things that they collect, their bags, right? They got bags of things. Now, this is my Twitter bag. You know what I heard? 12up.com. They are reporting that Trevor Pluoff, I've never heard of this guy before, I don't know how credible of a source he is, but he used to be—he used to be a Minnesota Twin third baseman—and he said he heard from multiple sources. See, this is just me wishing that this is true. Okay. That on June 10th, spring training will start, uh, and July 1st is
1: when opening day will be.
0: How much credibility are we putting into that, fellas?
1: I don't know. It was—it was all over Twitter, like you said. It was—it was high on the trending list, and I saw that today too. I, i'll put some stock in it i don't know if i'll put a lot of it in there but that's right before the 4th of july you know that that'd be that'd be a good time hey, i'll take i'll take july july 1st i can i can deal with sitting at the beach and getting the opening day of baseball on the TV. all the, all the fireworks at all the ballparks
0: oh, yeah. come on now how long now
2: there might be a season but there you won't see any fans in the stadium oh that's true
0: Everybody will be out in the parking lots watching the fireworks displays, though. Uh-huh. They could do that, couldn't they? They could do that as long as they stay in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know what I was thinking of, too? Is this going to make a, uh, a drive-in movie theaters? Is this going to bring them back to life again?
1: Well, that's quite possible.
2: Man, I love the drive-in.
0: I'm sure you do, Tim. There's some <laughs> pride drive-in stories. All right. a <laughs> friend of the podcast, Todd Zola, he... uh. Yes. Who's this guy Todd Zola? Oh, he's he's world renowned, Todd Zola. He's you follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola is what you could do, and he, he's got a lot of good tweets. Though so he is, I wish he was a friend of the show. I don't think he follows me back at all, but I I heart a lot of things of his. This is this is what he was talking about. The KBO, you guys know what the KBO is?
1: Korean baseball.
0: Yeah, that's right. And that ESPN signed them or something, so we're going to start being able to watch those guys on on uh, ESPN. I'm not sure. I I. I don't know that I'm going to watch it. I'm I am do not know that I'm going to keep up with it. I, I I I I just I can't see myself doing it. I want major league, league baseball. It's what I want.
1: I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know I stayed up and I watched the first two innings of the game last night. It and? was it was so good to uh-huh. see baseball on the TV. The game yeah. the, the game was okay. Uh, the game was okay. I did I I I turned it off right before the the first home run of the season. But yeah, there's there's some good baseball to be played, and it's good. Uh, I mean, it'll, it'll make for good TV. Just, well, I, it's 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 hard to stay up or hard to get up early to watch it though.
0: I don't know if I'll be watching it or not, but I probably uh, will like the DFS. I like DFS in any shape or form. I'll just say I'll just take that right now. I could put quarters in a DFS machine all night long. Is what I could do. So <laughs> I'll probably be playing KBO DFS. Is what I would do. <laughs> There was a little boy after the draft, a Chicago Bears fan, and he asked his father who owns the Bears. And his dad told him the McCaskey family owns the Bears. And he said, wait a minute, Dad, a family like us can own the Bears if we had enough money? And his father said yes. And and his son said, well, I thought you had to be qualified to own a football team, is what he said. Now, I got to thinking, and you guys know I like to plan big. I don't like I don't like to plan little, I like to plan big. You guys ever plan on, you ever guys ever think about going pro, uh, getting a pro team? Have you guys ever wanted one? Oh, Madden. Sure,
2: sure, I've wanted one. Okay. But the the reality is that will never happen for me.
0: See, see, you you think small, Tim, and I think big. All right? All the people, just think about all the people we know.
2: I just think realistically.
0: No, no, no. you got to shoot for the moon, kid, and when you hit a star, you did okay. Let's uh, think about all the people you know. Everyone, everyone you know. If everybody donated five bucks to you, just gave you five bucks, just said, "Hey, man, just take five bucks." If you said, "Hey, can I have five bucks? I want a business investment. I'll pay you back one day." Can well, with everybody you know, give you five dollars, Tim?
2: Would would everybody that I know give me five dollars?
0: Yes. If you five. if you ask them for five bucks to loan you five dollars and you'll pay them back one day, would they would they loan you five dollars?
2: Some might. Okay. Well,
0: I, <laughs> Look, look, you I think I think so. Is it safe to say that we know like 5000 people? I probably know 5000 people. Would you agree? I, I mean I don't know is that too unrealistic mm,
1: of a number? That's a you, lot of people. You know a lot of people. I don't know about 5000.
0: <laughs> but... How many how many people live in the in the town I live in? What would you say? Thirty-five, fifty thousand, 50,000 something like that?
1: Uh, there's there's about 50 to 55,000. I
0: know at least 5000 people, I believe. And I think that I could ask 5000 people if I could borrow $5? And of course they'd tell me yes, because they know I'm good for it, right? And so so let me let me push the issue a, a little bit. $10, I think they'd give me 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I think I can get 20 bucks out of a lot of people. I know a lot of people. Now, now, what if I wanted to double that, though, and just say $40 per person that I know? Hey, man, could you give me 40 bucks? I got a business venture. They, they'd look at me kind of crazy, and then they'd say, well, well, Wes always thinks big. All right, Wes, here you go. I know you're good for the money, okay? I think I could raise two hundred thousand dollars by myself. Do you guys not think you know five thousand people that would give you forty bucks?
1: Forty bucks, I'd probably get about twenty-five percent. I'd probably get a quarter of the people to give me forty bucks. Tim, you, you don't—you
0: don't sound <laughs> realistic about this at all.
2: This is a very—the—the uh, <laughs> the chances of this happening is so
0: no 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 mm-hmm. the no never mind steep. you're out you're out of my you're out of my ownership meeting mm-hmm. right now all right I'm so it, there's five people in the fantasy fit crew all right if we could each just get five thousand people to give us forty dollars that would equal one million dollars one million dollars now here's my plan i bet you i can find 50 more friends to get <laughs> to be able to buy into this plan to get forty dollars a piece from five thousand people all of a sudden i've just raised 50 million dollars you think this I think this could happen.
1: So so we're going to have... Let's see. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's the.
1: We're going. we to have about two hundred fifty thousand people in ownership. Bobby,
2: why are you entertaining this pipe team right
1: now? <laughs> I'm just trying to crunch the numbers.
0: <laughs> no, no, these people just gave us forty bucks. All we can do is got to own forty dollars. We can we can owe all these five two hundred fifty thousand people forty bucks. Okay, maybe maybe it's not as good as I think. I, it, it looks good right here. I got a little pyramid scheme I think going on to own the Yankees or the Cubs. I think uh, I don't think you're
1: going to be getting the, the Yankees or the Cubs with fifty million dollars. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You're going to need a lot more than that,
1: buddy. <laughs> you're yeah, yeah. going to need a lot more friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh to a serious topic. Uh, let's. Bears signed a uh, Kentucky wide receiver, Ahmad Wagner. All right, he's a former Iowa basketball players. He was targeted 43 times in 2019. Drew 11 pass interference penalties. Now, this is something I think that we can do realistically, because I want to get a Twitter petition started or something to make pass interference a fantasy stat. There are some people that make this into an art form, right? Either by the flop or they do it on purpose where they slow down, and they get the pass interference, make sure uh, that, they, that they get the yardage there for their team. This needs to be rewarded at somehow, some way.
1: I'm pretty sure there's got to be uh, a league out there somewhere. You could probably turn that on. Use it as a stat.
2: Yeah, there's some sites that let you make you know you can make up your own stats.
0: Oh. Well Bobby, you're our commissioner. You don't you don't think you you're not why aren't, why aren't we doing this? <laughs> Most of
2: those you have to pay for.
0: Oh. Well Bobby like doesn't uh, pay for those.
2: The CVS, you can uh you can set it up to have things the way you want it set up, but yeah, the it's like seventy five dollars a year.
0: Well, look. If you want this as a as a as a stat in every single league, get in touch with us at FI today with a little underscore there. You can do that on Twitter. Or if you want to uh, be a part ownership of a Major League Baseball franchise, you just call and let me know, or you just you just contact us on FI today, or you can reach us at at Yahoo.com. But now, fellas, we got one last thing. One last thing for this show. We talked about Weird Al Yankovic and we ranked his songs a couple of episodes ago. This was Al Pacino's 80th birthday on April 25th. Man. What is your favorite Al Pacino movie? Tim, you're a movie buff here. You you're the guy who likes a lot of movies. Do you have one favorite? And and let's could we just all of us we, we got to take the Godfather's out of this equation, right? We can't we can't vote for Godfather. We can't pick Godfather. 1 or 2 or 3? Uh, okay with that. Okay. So we got to pick something other than Godfather.
2: All right. I loved uh I mean any given Sunday. That movie was freaking awesome. Um, yeah.
0: Really. You know what? I'll admit to you guys something. I've never seen the movie.
2: Oh so good.
1: It is a good movie. <laughs>
2: it's it's uh it's a it's more the darker side of pro you know prof being a professional athlete in 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 football but and you know everything that comes along with it but it's uh it's a solid solid
0: movie it was dark and that's like like the lighting wasn't good in the movie from what best i can remember and i just don't like when the lighting's not good in movies and it's dark i'm serious and and i was like i I don't want to watch this movie and i just never watch it that's
2: not what i'm referring to as far as dark (laughs) i know i know i know (laughs) but
0: that's why i didn't watch it It it's too dark bad eyes i got bad eyes so, uh, so you're going with that, Bobby? You got one? Because I got one that you guys just, you guys won't get. I, it, you guys
1: are too young for mine. Yeah, um,
2: I don't know about that. I've seen all the pretty much all these movies.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've seen a good bit of these too. Of course, I mean, everybody loves Scarface. I would hope, you know, just a good movie in general. But um, oh, so we used to have a
0: TVG thing, a TV Guardian, and it would cut off all the swear words, right? And there was a couple teenage kids that we knew from church and that. And we had them over, and we wanted to watch Scarface with them. And we had their parents' permission because they knew we had a TVG, and these kids loved loved. You know, they they'd heard so much about Scarface and all that stuff. And I'd watched it; I'd, I knew all the words. But uh, so we put the TVG on. Al Pacino's character just went around wanting to hug everybody. That was the word that they that they substituted in for some
1: of the mm-hmm. swear words. And he said,
0: "Hey, hug you, man. Hug you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but if I had to pick one. Oh man, it's hard. Hooah. That one? Yeah. Son of a woman, is that the one?
2: Sin Son of a Woman, it's good, but it's not
1: Yeah, it's know, not. He it's won, kinda...
2: he did win best actor for it, but that is not his best role. Charlie. Charlie.
1: I I would probably have to pick uh, I'll have to pick Carlito's way.
0: That's a good one.
1: I haven't That's seen it in a good. while, but that is a that is a real good movie.
0: Yeah, I have I haven't seen while. Sean in Penn. Movies. I haven't watched I haven't watched a lot of these movies. I'm not a big movie guy. I haven't watched yeah. a lot of movies, and if I because and if I do watch them, I barely remember a movie. But this one caught me off guard when I did see it, and uh, Serpico, the 1973 oh, yeah. movie, yeah. when he was an mm-hmm. undercover police officer or whatever. I, I really enjoyed that movie. I didn't ha- I didn't know what to expect from it, and then I'll tell you why I liked it more than anything else. Probably is because it was based on a true story, and and whenever you put that in there, I, you got me hooked. You'll get me hooked. Yeah. So that was mine. All right, so good Al Pacino movies. Tons of them out there. I didn't. That was a long list, by the way, of movies. Of yeah.
2: Another uh, great one that's not talked about a lot is Dog Day Afternoon, 1975.
0: Uh, uh, heist. Oh, the yeah, yeah, where he's movie. in the bank.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie.
0: Yeah. I, I remember that one from when I was a kid, and I remember watching it a little bit as I was playing Nerf basketball or something like that. It was a little. It's a little. That one was a little dark for me as a young man. But I, that, I, I do remember seeing that one. Maybe want to grow up to be a bank robber. Mm-hmm. That way I can own my own franchise one day. <laughs> my, own, <laughs> my own baseball team. Right, we appreciate you listening to this uh, division part one of our divisional series on the NL Central. We're going to give it into part number two here just in, in the next episode. Once again, you can reach us on Twitter. At FI today with a little underscore. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. And as always, we encourage you to go out and make your own impact in the world today.